Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Embodied Business Podcast. I'm really happy to have you and excited to share a beautiful conversation with Laura Hallway with you. As you know, I'm bringing more people into conversation in this space and I really love talking to Laura because she is um, a small business owner but also a dance artist and a teacher and a coach and brings all these different perspectives together in a really beautiful way. We talked about our bodies as sources of business wisdom, which as you know is something that's really close to my heart. We also talked a lot about discomfort with marketing and kind of letting go of these unconscious stories of what we think it should look like, um, the discomfort of uncertainty, that's a big one, right? And working with limitations and in that really embracing imperfection. I love this conversation, like I said, and I really hope that you'll listen and feel less alone and maybe gather some ideas and inspiration that you can um, apply in your own work as well. A few announcements from me <clears throat> over at Creative Nature um, Mending Together starting next week, which I'm really excited for. It's a six-week textile magic program, a space to drop into deeper autumn and then winter where we meet each Sunday to work on a meaningful embroidery project together. It's absolutely suitable for people who've never worked with textiles before. Um, but I think, you know, it will be a really nice way to end the year in togetherness and um, in making something creative with our hands. So check that out if you're interested. And otherwise, I have um, really nice free workshops coming up. I don't have the schedule in my head right now, but I have kind of mapped it out towards next summer, actually, very far in the future, because I want to offer free workshops every other month um, within this business, within Pinkwell Studio, and then over at um, Creative Nature, I'm alternating the month, and I'm also offering free workshops every other month. So you can come and hang out for free and learn something new with me every month. Um, and I'm excited to meet you and see what questions you have and what you're currently working on and with. So please come and check that out. And now I'm going to let you listen to Laura. Thank you so much for tuning in. One more thing, I forgot to mention that there's a bit of an annoying rustling sound on my end. I'm really sorry about that. I just tried to edit it away with like mixed results, I would say. But the good news is that it gets better and it's really only on my end. So you will hear with my questions, there's a bit of a muffled, a kind of rustly sound. But Laura is loud and clear, which is really the main thing that you want to listen to. So I hope that is okay. And I'm wishing you lots of enjoyment. Hey everyone, I am already feeling inspired and comforted by this conversation. I'm speaking to the wonderful Laura Howell today and we had a bit of an email back and forth as we usually do about um, ideas and what we could talk about and there was so much resonance in what she shared with me and that might be because she's also an artist and also what I would call a body person or I don't know if that's how you feel for yourself but <laughs> I love just, that yes <laughs> let's be body people um mm. but yeah Laura is a creative coach and just brings a lot of beauty um she's running a podcast as well which I really enjoy and um I just mentioned before we started recording that I just really this year in particular appreciate telling business stories and you know, coming to figure out things story. So that's what I'm excited to talk about today. Laura, thank you so much for making time. It's really good to talk to you. 
Oh, it's so nice to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So I would love to begin by just, um, I don't usually, you know, read out professional bios in the beginning because I feel that feels a bit stiff to me. But maybe in your own words, you can tell us kind of what you're doing and how you would describe your work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am a coach and teacher and was for many years um, a practicing choreographer and performance maker. Um, I've been doing my coaching and consulting work for coming up on 10 years. And really my work has, has been all about exploring this question of creative sustainability. How do we survive as creative people with both our integrity and our bodies intact? How do we continue to nourish our spirits when we're also working with the forces of capitalism. Um, and so I look at this 10 years of, of coaching and consulting and teaching as, as really unofficial research, which has involved watching my clients, um, watching other wonderful people from afar, reading a lot of books, um, just really dot connecting to look at what are these universal stuck places we all experience and what are some practices for moving through them and feeling just a, a bit more at peace so that our work has the same kind of flow that we all want to have in our lives like that the two can be symbiotic and um, it's been some really juicy, exciting research because, of course, at the same time, you know, your life doesn't stop. Um, it's informed my parenting. Um, my work has, has nourished me when I was going through a really traumatic divorce. Um, and so that's something that I'm interested in as well is like, how can our work not just bring us money but how can it care for our spirits yes i was doing a whole body not there mm. <laughs> i'm gonna follow up with another very casual question which is how has the pandemic changed your work and what have you found has become more important or more in focus for you yeah oh my goodness I think the pandemic really amplified anything that was like a slight crack or slightly not working. Um, so for three years while I was growing my business, I was also serving as the managing director of an arts organization. They had started off as just a consulting client. And then the next thing I knew they were a really uh, integral part of my work. And it made me realize how unsustainable it was to be running someone else's business and then trying to run my own. Um, it made me realize that anytime you're going through a, a personal depleting moment, that also informs your business. So I feel like the grief that I was experiencing during the pandemic, which wasn't all related to the pandemic, it was kind of like past griefs also compounded. 
um, really made being self-employed feel so vulnerable um, to not be in a really healthy, grounded energy, high energy place. It's really hard. And that's also just so inevitable that we're going to go through those moments where we're not feeling very grounded. Um, and I found that all of the practices that I developed were a hundred times more important, you know, putting on my work hat and clocking in despite the fact that everything felt like it was a mess and unpredictable um, and that I couldn't see the future. It was actually a great comfort to just be like, no, we still, we sit down, we do the next thing, we write the next newsletter. And it's not that we don't um, speak to what is going on or acknowledge it or honor it, but it's also just the reminder that um, we just keep returning to, I kept returning to the tethers, the walks, the, um, the stretching, the feeling my feelings, um, showing up to the clients. So it's a good reminder that those the foundation is so important. Yeah, it really is. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have a kid, I just have so much respect for parents who find balance in their work and supporting their children. Um, I worked as a as an au pair for many years, and I it's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> it's really big work. Yeah. Um, you. In your newsletters and um, on your podcast, you speak so beautifully about what you're learning from your body in these processes. And I would really love to hear more about that. I wrote a, a workbook last year called Our Bodies as Anti-Capitalist Business Mentors. And I loved that, that so much. That was really fun to make and just fun to research in myself and to think about. So yeah, I would love to hear more about what your body has been telling you this year. Oh, well, I love that title so much to think about my body mentoring me is a really beautiful thing. And um, my body has taught me a lot about um, the impact of pushing through, you know, I think depending on how we adapted as children um, and what we learned from our parents, in addition to just, you know, living in capitalism. Uh, some of us, our default is to push past the limitations of our body. It feels, it makes us feel in control. I know for me, it definitely does. And whenever I encounter the true limitations of my body, I feel a sense of being out of control. Like, oh my gosh, really, that's all it can do? That's all I have today, but the list is so much longer. But, you know, something that I learned as a parent is that there's actually a lot of freedom in parameters. And, you know, there's the question of, are all those things really that necessary? Like if I really cut past the garbage, what do I actually have to do today? And I've learned that 
also since I started graduate school, I had a lot of fears around how it would impact my business. But I actually find that the time parameter is really helpful because it keeps me from reading that thing over 10 times before hitting publish. And it lets me see, for instance, like, oh, I feel like I want to take a break from my podcast. That's like not, it's feeling like too much right now. Um, it, it really helps my body, helps me continue to evaluate what's really important. And I also know, and I've, I've seen this with a lot of my clients, that when we're not connected to our heart and our gut, which for me, in my opinion, our body is like the greatest tool for connecting to our hearts and guts and our creativity, like that vitality, that battery we feel that, that leads us to create in the first place. You can't phone that in, or at least not long-term. Um, if you're not making space to connect to your body and to your excitement, you don't have, you don't really have a lot that you can like consistently rely on. And so that's why I feel like that's the first piece that has to happen. This making space in our schedule to walk and breathe and listen. And I think that for a lot of people who are feeling numb at this stage in the pandemic or feeling detached from inspiration, that a big piece of that is not having made space to feel all of the feelings and the grief that we might need to feel right now. And that we will find the excitement again, but first our bodies are asking us to to feel. Mm -hmm. I'm always team feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, team feelings. <laughs> I love that. Yes. And it feels really lovely and affirming to hear from someone else that this making space for grief and, um, and anger and frustration has been so worth it because it has taken up a lot of time and space this past year and a half. And I also feel it, it, means that I, I'm also in some way still connected to joy and pleasure and excitement. And these pockets are within reach. And, and I also understand why sometimes that isn't possible and uh, why people might feel numb around certain things. Yeah, that's real. Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about your grad school experience? We, before we started recording, talked a little bit about the excitement of studying later in life. And it really, you know, I was like, yes. So I would love to hear more about that. Yes, I, well, I just want to say to anyone who might be listening that um, your path can look like whatever you want it to look like. And for me, I realized I had a lot of stories in my head about going back to school later in life. Um, I just turned 39. My sister, I have a sister who's 11 years older and a sister who's eight years younger. And my sister who's 11 years older had gone back to school for clinical counseling to become a therapist just a few years ago. And it just wasn't a big, it just wasn't a big deal. And I remember I was really noticing 
how much my clients could benefit from having some of their deeper patterns addressed. And I'm constantly re referring them to, to therapists or, you know, they're doing that on their own. And my sister was like, you know, just, you could just go back to school and, and get your license. And I had all these stories. And then the minute I sat in my first class, I was like, so overjoyed and instantly knew it was the right fit. And that really reminded me of how many times we tell ourselves lies <laughs> um, about, you know, whether it's making a change in our business or quitting something uh, or going back to school. We come up with these stories about why that would be so difficult or um, potentially be problematic. And it's energized my business. It's energized me. I feel so inspired by the adults that I'm around that come from so many different walks of life. And it is so, it feels like a way of caring for myself rather than just, um, you know, constantly teaching other people. Why don't I get to learn too? Um, so yeah, your life, your life and your journey can look like whatever you want it to look like. And going back to school as an adult has huge, huge perks compared to when I did undergrad at 18. Yeah, I feel the same. It feels like a real um, joy and privilege to be able to do that. And had another thought wait first of all very interesting way to be a middle child <laughs> that's that's very cool um and then I also really resonate with what you're saying of like there is so there are so many layers of personal history and stories and just things to look at that a business brings up and I also really appreciate right now being around people from like you said totally different walks of life because even though maybe most of us have left employment and we have in so many ways made all these decisions to do things differently we have also kind of created a culture together that is now actually pretty specific you know when you think about what it can feel like for example to really experience the pressure of being on Instagram every day or having a certain kind of website or pricing things in a certain way or you know whatever it is I think we have we we do do things differently and that's very exciting and I love it and it's been really liberating in lots of ways but I think we have also created our own culture and sometimes it can feel like we're in such a bubble and and there are norms that are actually really really difficult and restrictive for some people so I find it so um replenishing to be around other people who don't have businesses mm -hmm. on the internet that's quite cool yeah yeah and I mean that's a huge thing that I would say to any business owner is also get some friends who are totally outside of the entrepreneurial world because I can have something that totally bombs and my friends don't even <laughs> they barely know what I do and that's totally great and we're gonna go and we're gonna talk about some kind of dish and you know as completely unrelated things and my failure is 
totally it has a safe space. And that's the dishes are very important, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we touched a little bit on on marketing and the discomfort of that and sharing one's own work and maybe social media as well. I wonder where you add with that at the moment. And it doesn't have to be like this is my grand statement answer. I know it's very fluid, but I would love to hear kind of how it's feeling at the moment. Yeah, I had some really interesting epiphanies about marketing over the past couple of months. I took um, July and August to just do the bare minimum in my business um, and really backed off of marketing after the launch of a class um, that just felt so, so depleting in the marketing realm. Um, and a couple of really lovely things happened. One was I took a marketing class with Bear Ebert. I don't know if you know them. Um, and I loved it so much. And it was it, what it really pointed me to was how many stories I was not even consciously creating around marketing. And as a person who I, I think I'm pretty aware of of the of how to untangle the emotional side like I've done a lot of work around that but I realized that on some level as a person who was raised as an artist you know came to this work being an artist but I still had this feeling of my marketing being um creating more noise and um bothering people and the weight of observing the sleazy side of entrepreneurship and like not wanting it all to be associated with that and feeling like every time I marketed that maybe I was being associated with that. And I think Bear really helped me realize that as they say, um, marketing is neutral uh that i am just saying hey this is this is what i offer i'm here trying to survive capitalism uh i really believe in my work because i really do um it's deep work i've spent a long time finding it i know that people can benefit from it and just staying connected to that and ignoring the other bs has really been helpful and energizing. Um, you know, I have I have colleagues and friends who are artists and I see what they're struggling with in the mindset department, this feeling of, oh my gosh, the world is literally burning. I mean, like this summer, there was smoke everywhere because of the wildfires in Canada. The world is literally burning. Black people are struggling to survive and I'm trying to sell my painting or my class or my whatever, like who even needs that right now? And I, I, under, I have like a lot of compassion for where that is coming from. And also who are you not to have your needs met? Also, I wanna hear about your work. <laughs> Like every time I hear about it, I get excited. I'm like, oh my goodness, there's one more person in this world that like gives a shit. That is like so beautiful. Um, 
So I am feeling just really focused on, I, I want my business to be sustainable. I want people to connect with my work. I have this many hours a week to give to marketing. What can I do with those? And really not spending much time focusing on the algorithms, the, the worries, the noise, just really staying focused on what I need to do for me and what benefits and connections Instagram has offered me. And I, I think it's, you know, so far so good, been really helpful. And also just reminding myself that um, it's okay to decide that these are the parts of my life I want to share and these are the parts that I don't. And boundaries are a beautiful thing. I think I get really curious when we feel so much resistance. I would just say to anyone who's experiencing that to just kind of see what might be underneath that, you know? Um, I'll just share a personal story that one thing I realized was underneath some of my resistance was uh, a lot of my, my previous business and work had been uh, woven into my past partnership. Um, my, my husband was my, my business partner and creative partner. And I realized that even though I wasn't fully conscious of it, on some level, there was this grief of what does it mean to move on? Like, is it safe? Is it safe to get bigger or will I lose something else? I've already lost so much. Will I be too, will my work be too much? Um, and just to be tender with that. Yeah, that's a really beautiful reminder. Thank you so much. I continue to be surprised by the little things and pockets and stories that you find underneath the resistance to being seen or to articulating yourself or to sharing something that's really dear to your heart. And I think that's so true for all that we do, otherwise we wouldn't be doing it, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I have to say that finding some ways of creating a little separation between myself and the work has been just really, really helpful. The like mindset of clocking in, but then clocking out. <laughs> um, the viewing the work as an experiment and the, the just constantly reminding myself that the work can fail, but I haven't failed. Like I am safe regardless of what happens to the work. I can quit it, I can compost it, but when you create some separation, it suddenly feels like a little bit less like your life is at stake, which I think is how on some level it can feel when something like you so beautifully put is really dear to your heart. Like we care so much, these are like our babies. And how do we depersonalize it? Because when my work was so personal, I had very high anxiety. Everything felt like it was like life or death. The stakes were way too high. Yeah, and I think, I mean, sometimes it's also just economic survival, right? That we really have to 
fear for and I think then the separation can um, definitely ease the anxiety I feel the same I was um, working more under my own name the first few years and really took things so much more personal when people just said you know it's not the right time or this isn't quite right for me or there were less likes actually Instagram had to change the algorithm it can bring up a lot of stuff that really has nothing to do with the value of our work and I think the fact that we are often operating in our own homes and don't have this immediate physical body feedback can really make a difference to how we're navigating those feelings it's different right yeah yes <laughs> absolutely yeah. Yeah. What do you see in your new future? What are you feeling excited about doing next? And is there anything that you want to experiment with or take away from this time? Such a juicy question. Um, I am right now feeling really excited about reflecting on this body of work from the last 10 years and what is kind of the cream rising to the top of all of this unofficial research. Um, and the thing that is really speaking to me are these practices, um, whether we're practicing shifting our relationship to money or we're practicing staying more connected to our bodies or practicing raising our discomfort threshold in our marketing. Um, I am really feeling aware of the importance of, of three main business areas. Um, having a vision that actually supports our needs and the vision being, you know, our, our business model. Um, marketing and finding a way that we can, because we all have to market in some way. Um, and then supportive practices just how do we seed support so that things feel gentler over time. And so what I'm thinking a lot about is, can I potentially record some of these little bite-sized practices that people can play when they're walking or doing their dishes? And, and then can I hold some space for people a couple times a month to come together and practice whether that practice is just like 30 minutes of working on their business um or something along those lines because not everyone is ready to jump into one-on-one -on -one coaching i think for some people that feels really high pressure because we have again the stories of you know what if i don't make the most of this time and is this really possible? And so I think that beginning by gathering with other people and, and practicing in a lower stakes way, that we could start to integrate some of this and feel a little more permission to experiment. So I, I feel excited about holding space for that and excited about cheering for anti-capitalist goal setting like does is that even like what does that look like because goals have 
even imperfect goals, goals that I don't actually reach perfectly, um, have been really nourishing for my life. Like they, they give us a, a reason to show up and, and something to focus on. And um, I think it's a beautiful thing to make space for what we care about and what we feel like we need. Um, something I've seen a lot in the pandemic is again, kind of that, that thing of like the world is burning. Who am I to sell my painting, but also like, who am I to focus on anything other than like basic survival? But we all, we all need those projects and the grad school class and the book we're excited about. Like we need things that are tending to our, to our spirits. Um, so yeah, I want to, to give people permission to make space for that. Um, and I, I'm, ex I'm excited to see what that looks like within the parameters of the, the time and energy that I have. I think that's like the constant experiment is like, what can I do with what I have? Yes, I saw a recording on your website where I loved the title so much. I want to say it out loud. It says, use what you have to make what you need. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's beautiful. So yeah, before we go, I would love to hear first if there's anything else that you want to share that you feel you haven't had a chance to speak to yet. And then secondly, what you're currently offering and where people can find out more. Yeah, so um, I guess I just want to say to people who might uh, still feel like they've just come out of a blender um post pandemic to 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 number one of course be really tender with yourself um but also to do whatever you can to to keep your hope alive because there's there's so much possibility even if your circumstances have really changed and you're still adjusting to a change in circumstances um so it's almost like we have these two things to tend to, one being like our grief and processing through of whatever our experience has been and feeling a sense of acceptance. And then not being courageous enough to plant seeds for our future selves, because I just think that that is hope. Um, right now, most of my work is done one-on-one. -on -one both working with small business owners, but I also am um, about to launch a coaching offering that is intended for people who just want to carve out space for their dreams and goals and shifts in using the same approach that I use with small business owners of connecting with your intuition and body and defining those core values and needs and then creating creating more support. And then there will be a few one-off classes um, that I'll be offering as well. And, and the best way to find out about those is um, through my newsletter, which you can find at laurahallway.com slash subscribe um, or on Instagram. I'm uh, 
Holway, H-O-L-W-A-Y. So that that's how to work with me. Thank you for asking. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Thank you also for being here and being so generous with your experience and your thoughts and where you're at right now. I'm sure many people listening will feel inspired and comforted knowing that they're not alone having similar experiences. So thank you. Thank you for having me and for for having this platform that is so grounding to listen to. I feel calm every time I hear your voice. <laughs> thank you.